Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Budja. Today's guest is the Italian pocket rocket of Perth. Standing at a proud 5'4", she has firmly established herself as one of the foremost drag personalities. As the, head of, as the head drag queen at the court and a regular showgirl at Connections Nightclub, her influence and talent has extended not only across the city's nightlife, but now across the country. Actually, yeah, it's, it was like put on a weird voice when you did that. Uh, <laughs> she encapsulates the essence of a multifaceted drag performer who not only graces the stages of renowned venues, but also engages the community through her vibrant energy. It's ferocious. How are you, Faye? Morning. Very good. How are you? Is it morning? Afternoon. It's 1pm. That's okay. It's a drag queen's morning. I was going to say, reading that out loud, I need to pay my person more. That was really good. <laughs> uh, or it was just the way I said true. it. True, so. true, 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 true. Yes, I agree. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But how are you? What's going on? Oh, um, no one's ever asked me that before. And then I just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been asked how I feel. No, I'm having a lovely day. I get to talk to fabulous people like you. Uh, why drag? Let's get right into the gritty nitty. Why, uh, why not? Okay, great. Done. Uh, if yep. you like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm, I guess I'm one of those uh, people who there's a lot of us in the queer community who like, tried to be professional dancers or tried to be like musical theatre people and we were told we were too gay and so oh. we were like what's the next best thing drag <laughs> so <laughs> you know like we all auditioned for Whopper and we all auditioned for musical theatre mm-hmm. school and we were told we were too gay and so How here we are. How could you ever be told you were too gay for that well, institution? who knows. I don't know. even, that doesn't even make any sense. No but that's okay here we are <laughs> you know so yeah. Um, yeah, and then you pick a much more difficult career because not only do you have to dance, but it's like dance and sing and act and twirl and costume design and make and hairstyle yes. and all of the different things that you have to do. Drag is least, too many jobs rolled into one. Drag is too many jobs rolled into one. At least at Whopper you could just pick one specialty and be like, mm-hmm. I do this. I am a this. Speaking from personal experience is what I did. You went to Whopper? <laughs> I did. Oh, Whopper. congratulations. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you survived Whopper. You're one of the That's what the survival stories. is for. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm still here. Um, somehow. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, it's still alive, barely breathing. That's my motto. <laughs> Just pray into a gun. Thank you. Every time I, I say that quote, people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, but you don't get the that's reference. That's not the point. Yeah, I'm like, you don't get the reference. <laughs> so thank you for getting that reference. You're very welcome. That's all I all I do. I'm a rolling Rolodex of references from the early 90s to 2009 yes. specifically. Okay, and then after I'll that, that, I think that it goes after that. Well, I also think that 2009 was last year. So I'm just yeah. like. You are correct, Yeah, obviously. I mean, I've been 21 for 16 years That's at n- this point. I'm just like, that'll do. Yeah, I mean, you still look 21. Thank you. And we can say that because it's, it's a podcast, so no one No can one knows what I actually look like. <laughs> and I have a great doctor, so let's go. Mm, and you showed up in full drag as well. As, oh, as I require, course. I require everybody to come in in full drag. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I just get to wear workout gear and people must compliment me the entire time. Yes. Well, you're in my favourite colour, black. <laughs> so, you know, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so the ferocious that appeared and occurred after being rejected from the WAPs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's funny. To me only. Um, who were they? Like, the, is this the origin story? Is this that what you want? This could be the origin story or it could be like the comparison before the evolution to who she is now. Um, okay, so I guess I I find it funny because I sort of like slipped into drag accidentally. Yeah, okay. Um, because uh, I used to be I used to be on a like a group of people that would organise uh, underage pride events. Oh, cool. Many moons ago. Yeah. Um, no, last d- week you've only just turned oh, 21. Exactly. You've um, been so organising underage events. You've I only know. just been at a drink. Honestly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we used to do uh, events at the Lidderville HQ yep. many, many moons ago. And um, I booked a whole bunch of drag queens for that. And um, a week or two beforehand, they all bailed on me. No. And so me and my friends, who are now Veronica Jean Jones, mm-hmm. who you would probably know. Yes. Uh, Geneva. Yes. Um, uh, who else was there? There was Kara, who was there as well. Um, and uh, an, a drag queen called Animation many moons ago. Um, and so we were all underage or, like, just turned 18 at that point. And so we thought, why not? Let's do it. And so we did it. And it <laughs> just happened from there. Are you the classic story of like thinking that you were absolutely the one on that? Oh, you have no idea. You have, I ask, ask any of like my era of drag queens. Mm. I was a demon (laughs) because I always say like my era of like my generation, I suppose. Yeah. We were all such, we were all very much similar in the fact that we were all strong dancing, performing drag Mm. queens. So it was very much like, let's fucking like, it was like the Titans of drag at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had to, um, yeah, it was like, you know, we had literally in my six months of turning 18, which was last week, uh, yeah. it was like me, Veronica Jean-Jones, Scarlett Adams, Alexis Armstrong, yeah. Katja Kokov. Mm-hmm. So like five absolute Yeah, titans, yeah. yeah. So you didn't have a choice to be good. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> Veronica would come along, high kick you to Jesus and you'd be gone, you know. Like, good wasn't going to cut it here. No. Yeah. yeah so same. the... Um, the skills in like in costuming and in makeup and in hair did they develop later? Um, yeah, I was always like a busted bitch for a long time, but again, <laughs> I was so stubborn. I was like, nah, I'm so beautiful. <laughs> um, and when you're next to Veronica Jean Jones, like everyone looks like a dog. So I'm just like, you know what? I'll just be the ugly friend and I'll just deal with it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, definitely makeup came a lot later for me. I um studied makeup and I used to work for Mac Cosmetics for oh, um, seven years. Um, oh, just a light dabbling in the uh, makeup industry. Just, I hated it. Retail. Um, <laughs> I actually quit in July, actually. like Congratulations. Now I can happy. give that back to you. <laughs> thank you. My God. Yeah, it was horrible. It was one of those things where like you get caught in the retail trap mm. where you're like, I'll do it for a year. Yeah. And then you're like, it's been seven years. Yeah. Um, so makeup definitely came a lot later. Um, my mom's a hairdresser. So oh, hair sort of is natural to me, I suppose, in a mm. sense that like, she had a salon in her in our house in the back. Oh, so nice. like I would sit there on the weekends and like you know dust the floors and you know like clean up the hair and mix mm. the colors and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, hair from an early age, makeup definitely a lot later. Costuming ish, and I've been dancing since I could walk. So yeah, yeah. Um, so you, the performances then when you mm-hmm. began were obviously very dance heavy, very performance mm-hmm. based. Yep. Was the character of Faye a full fledged character then? Did you go by a different name then? Um, I used to, I mean, I dabbled with um, a couple of names, mm-hmm. but definitely when I started, it was always Faye Rocious. Yeah. Um, 
when I first started drag, this will show my age, the um, Sasha Fierce album by Beyonce was released. It's a good album, though. It's a though. banger album. So, like, <laughs> um, I was looking up, like, words that are similar to Fierce and then Ferocious came up yes. and I was like, that's it. That's the one. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, fast forward mm-hmm. to where Faye is now, which is obviously mm-hmm. more of a developed persona and mm-hmm. character that can be somebody who is just handed a mic and doesn't have to just, like, just be the performance diva mm-hmm. that she is. Yep. Um, where do you think that evolution sort of took place for you? Um, I guess I've always sort of uh, been around very strong hosts and very strong entertainers, I suppose. Like mm-hmm. I'm very lucky I sort of was going up the ranks, I suppose, around like Hanaconda and Barbecue yeah, and like crap. all those big heavyweight mm. drag artists and like, you know, even like Dean Misdale, Val back in the day. Okay, um, so big competition on the dance floor, huge, huge competition on the microphone as huge. well. Huge. Yeah. So I was always like just watching and always making sure I was trying to learn and grow. Um, and then obviously when Hannah left, um, then like, you know, Veronica took over and mm-hmm. then there was Ruby and there was all these girls who were so strong. And then then Geneva came out of left field and absolutely, <laughs> you know, like bowling bowled all of us. As they want to do, yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I guess I, I've been very lucky because I've been very exposed to a lot of different personalities of drag from very early on mm, in my like mm-hmm. career, I suppose. So yeah, I think it's, it's important to watch people who are different to you because then you sort of pick up their nuances, yeah. but also people who are very similar to you because then you can sort of see what works for them and also apply it to you. Totally. Mm. And how did you find with all of these like very strong personalities, like figuring out what your voice was? Cause that's quite hard to do when you're surrounded by yeah. all of these names. Uh, terrifying to yep. be honest. Um, <laughs> Uh, but also like encouraging because like I, I, I always think like Perth scene is very small mm. and the drag scene is even smaller and then like the pro working drag artist is even smaller. So you mm. sort of like don't have a choice. It's like <laughs> you get chucked in and it's like sink or swim bitch because there's 12 other girls that want your job. So yeah. it's like, you know, you don't have a choice. Um, yeah, and it sort of makes makes it more fun and more challenging. You know? Do you think that that fosters like a sense of community or can it sort of For foster sure. hate? Um, column A, column B, it depends <laughs> who you speak to. Uh, there's course. a couple of uh, people in the scene who, that's a story for another time. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things, you know, every scene I guess has the bitchiness and it yeah, comes with the, the drag world because it stems from like reading and shade and all that sort mm. of stuff. Um, but no, I think we've we've definitely got a great community here, in yeah. Perth, which is we're really lucky for. Which is nice. It's nice. The, the screw up on the face. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. I think I don't know if I like it. It's like well, I mean, I guess we we don't really have a choice. We only have really two venues that host weekly events. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess two and a half. Yeah. yeah so, cherry bombs always the half. Yeah. yeah cherry bombs <laughs> a half because I think that's is that once a month. Once I every believe couple of weeks? so. Yeah. The rest of the time it goes by a totally different name that I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um. So I think we don't really have a choice but to be a community. Mm. You know, because there's not like twelve venues that book. 10 drag queens a night. It's like we have two and a half. Well, I guess now we have Parker. Now we have um, Flaming Flaming Galar, Galar. which is really nice. I fucking love Flaming Galar. Flaming Galar is so good. I would die for that venue. It's so lovely. Very good place. Very good place. I love it. I'm from Frio, so every time I get, I'm like, I walk in and I'm like, I'm home. And all the people (laughs) that work there are like, oh, fuck off, Faye. She's back again. (laughs) Be like, will you hire me? And they're like, no, absolutely not. You will not leave. Honestly, I like bullied the owners to book me one night. (laughs) I was like, I will book. I'm like, subliminally. Peer pressure works. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> it does sound like it. Sounds like it very much. Um, hang on. I did have a question and now mm. I'm just thinking about Flaming Galar. Um, that's your fault. Sorry. I'm not going to 100% blame you for that one. Um, how would you describe 
Hey, like people like love to give queens a box, mm-hmm. comedy and glam and pageant and sure. this and that. Do you put Faye in a box? Um, uh, which is not a bad thing, not like inherently a yeah, bad thing to label. Um, I always say like I I like to say that I'm like a showgirl drag queen because mm-hmm. I guess I I come from like the show world and I come from like performing world. Um, but no, I think I think given the chance, I can do most things. Because I've been exposed to most things. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I fucking hate comedy. I couldn't like. <laughs> I would rather drop dead than do a comedy challenge. Yeah. Or like a comedy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, I definitely. I would say performing would probably be my biggest thing, mm-hmm. and like dancing and I showgirl. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, with that, all of those. I don't know. And maybe I'm, I could be speaking out of turn. Tell me that I'm speaking out of turn. But I haven't seen your performances and been like, okay, she hates. Comedy though, yeah. like because you'll you'll add it into the performances. It mm. just won't be like a half hour stand up set. Correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I think every everyone in Perth has their niche. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say mine would be show. Yeah. Show girl. Show don't tell. <laughs> mm. Don't talk. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, I guess drag in itself is funny. So people who don't see it all the time find it funny. So I guess it's funny. Drag in itself is funny. Explain. Well, I think drag is like, I mean, we're not fucking curing cancer. Like, <laughs> you know, like we're not. Why not? You know, like, my God, we're not like finding the cure for COVID. Mm. You know, like I think we're, drag is one of those things where like we're people's superhero in a way and we're mm. people's like celebrity that's like super underground. Because even yeah. though drag is super mainstream nowadays, I still think it's very underground. And I yeah. still think it's very like... Well, your local queens are yeah. very underground still. It's very like, it's very cool to be mm. friends with drag queens and it's very cool to be around drag queens. That is so, that's incredibly true. I do remember um, when I did Shrek Less, the original Shrek Less back mm-hmm. in like 2020 before before things changed, um, mm-hmm. there was like such an energy and such a vibe, even though I had spent time around mm. drag queens and got to do all that stuff, I got to be like, oh, but now I'm here with Bibi. Yes. And um, they're in my dressing room and isn't mm-hmm. that cool and they're very pretty and ah ha ha. And then you just like walk away being like, you're an absolute moron. It's one of those things where like, I guess for the queer community and then like the allies of the queer community, mm-hmm. drag is so normal to us. Like you walk into like the court or Connie's or just any venue and you're like, oh, there's some drag queens and mm-hmm. there's like them and then, you know, whatever. Whereas to like, for example, you go to like a hen's party or you go to like yes. a corporate yeah. luncheon that you're booked for or you go to any sort of like, white Australia, mm. I call, you know, like, no, like, normal, right. like yes. normal white people Australia. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, a drag queen? <gasps> and then mm. you always get the, like, is this your real job? What's your real job? What <laughs> do you look like? Mac, shut up. Yeah, they're like, so, like, what do you, like, do normally? <laughs> like, um, just, like, focus, like, like, your face this, being like, this face. Like, this is, yeah. And then they almost get, like, shocked mm. when you're like, I do this five nights a week. And they're like, really? So it's, like, it's kind of cool. It's kind of like punk rock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it, you touched on a point there with superheroes and like playing out mm. other people's fantasies mm-hmm. almost because the idea For of being sure. like, even though we all know that this is not the description of a drag queen, but the idea that it's like, oh, so you just get to play dress up for, for a sure. living. Isn't that exciting? Mm-hmm. Which is somebody else's perception of what yeah. drag is. Yep. But I definitely think that that's probably what in those mm. hen spaces or I think it's happening mm. more with like um, burlesque hens, which apparently is a thing too yeah. that I didn't know was a thing. Um, I guess, yeah. yeah, drag and burlesque are very similar. Yeah, like they're the, friends now here, which is nice. Yeah, and it's very like we essentially do the same thing, just different levels of the thing. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, like I've, I look at some burlesque performers and I'm like, God, you're pretty much in the same, like if not more makeup than me or like yeah. a bigger wig than me. And I'm like, fucking go for it. Like yeah. I think, yeah, there's so much like bad shit in the world. If you want to put on a wig and a costume and dance around, why not? Yeah, completely. Yeah. What do we think um, – 
I wonder what people's barrier is to that expression considering that like most of the icons, if they really thought about it, most of the icons that they – all the divas that they love and live mm-hmm. for outside of drag are doing drag. <laughs> oh yeah, like um the but like Beyonce Renaissance tour is on is at the moment. Drag, yeah. Some of her costumes, I'm like, that would look great on a drag queen. Mm-hmm. And like even some of her designers are drag, drag queen, queen designers. designers. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm, she knows. And yeah. like even like Taylor Swift, like her big eras thing. Mm-hmm. She's got all the rhinestones and she's got the like all the boots and like the shiny fishnet stockings. I'm mm. like, we've been doing that for years, babe. Yeah. And like the big feather new. fans and shit. I'm like. <laughs> The Burley Girls have been doing this for centuries. The gloves with the nails yes. on the outside of the gloves. And you're like, you didn't, like, that's not yours. <laughs> no, oh my God. Yeah. I think it's like Taylor's like era's concert at the beginning. They've got those like big feather things. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm. we see you. The, um, is it a new video or am I just out of the loop? There's a video with, I think, no, I'm going to say new video okay. with Cardi B and Megan DeSalian. And the video has yep. these giant hats yep. that are full of like, Feathers. They're just mm-hmm. like ostrich feathered yep. hats. And it's yep. like, well, that's drag. Yeah. Oh, so many things. Everything else that they're wearing is a bikini, but the, the biggest hat. Yeah. Yeah. And the big lashes and the big mm-hmm. wing. And yeah. yeah. So, and it's so funny, like things that drag artists and burlesque performers and even just queer artists in general mm-hmm. have been doing for fucking years. As soon as like one of like the pop girls do mm. it, it's like, oh, never seen before, revolutionary. You know, it's like, okay. Yeah. Here we go. What does it take for an idea to become mainstream? Mm-hmm. And then the idea, the probably the answer is that like a white pop star has to wear it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's all right. <laughs> oh, well, just dissected the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dismantle the patriarchy. But yeah, that's no, very, very much that. <laughs> that's the entire answer. Um, on that, we're going to go mm-hmm. to a break because I want to sip my water and then we'll very be right good. back to talk about the community and just bitch about stuff, basically. Sounds good. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And we're back. Um, I'm still joined by Faye Rochus. And <laughs> quite literally, I would just like be fully um, upfront and say that I got the all clear to ask the cringe questions. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to fully turn my microphone off and for the next 45 minutes, can you just monologue uh, <laughs> about the mainstream of it all, about RuPaul's Drag Race for us? Tell us a little bit yes. about the stuff. So I guess um, Drag Race is one of those things where it's a topic that we never thought we'd have to talk about in Australia because yeah. for the longest time it was only in the US. And yeah, we were like, Courtney did it and like that sort of yeah, thing. Like yeah, like it was like sick. Um, and now it's here mm. and it's three seasons mm. here. Um, I guess it's it's a double-edged sword because Drag Race has helped drag become more mainstream and if anything 
I know like for me, booking wise, I've noticed bookings have gotten more mm-hmm. at more venues that normally we wouldn't be not welcomed at, but like, you know, venues that wouldn't normally have drag, I suppose. Totally. So in a way it's it's good because it's like more people are being exposed to drag, so therefore for drag artists and queer artists, the conversations are happening, the doors are opening, blah, 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 blah. Whereas I guess it's bad where every five minutes, you know, some random is like, did you audition for Drag Race? Yeah, oh, are God. you getting on Drag Race? Or when are you getting on Drag Race? You would so win Drag Race. Oh and it's God. like, eh. Um, you're sitting there and I like the beginning of this conversation where we listed like mm. the powerhouses, the mm-hmm. big names, and these are queens who we all know are incredible who would destroy the entire competition. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, they're not on it yet, so how dare I Yeah, even and it's one of those things it? where it's like, like, for example, like I auditioned for season three mm-hmm. um, and the audition process is fucked. Like for a lack of a better word, yeah. fucked. Like it's like um, you, you get two weeks to put together no. your stuff. And it's like eight videos that you have to do in all, like all in total. Imagine having eight friends to help you film things. Literally. Yeah. And I have no friends. So I was like <laughs> on my own. Um, so like, and you obviously, as soon as you, like you, you apply mm-hmm. and then uh, before you even get anything, an NDA comes at you. Shit. And it's like, no talking about it, no promoting it, boom, boom, boom. And you're just applying. You're just like, hi, I'm a little bit interested. Yep. It was yeah. like your name, where you're from, your Instagram, like, and also shut the fuck up. And also shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, and it was like, you had to send like a little like, hey, my name's this. I want to audition for this. You know, like just like a, like a literally it was like a minute. Mm. Um, And then that happened. That was maybe like August or September yeah, last year. And then in like November. So like first, literally, I think it was like Halloween week, mm. which is like the beginning of the fucking end of the end world, of the for, world queens, for, yes. for, for anyone. <laughs> and they were like, cool, you've got two weeks. Here's all the stuff you need to do. Um, Best of luck. Deuces. So then, like, for the first two weeks of November, which is Pride Month. How do you not – sorry, I'm yeah. fully interrupting. No. How do you – so the NDA has already flown at you. Mm-hmm. You now have to film a bunch of content yep. um, with a bunch of questions attached to it, which yep. you more than likely will need assistance with and yep. can't do by yourself, but yep. you cannot tell them what you're filming no. and why. No. So I'll get to – I'll tell you a funny story no. about that in just a minute. So anyway, <laughs> so then, like, the first week of November – first two weeks of November, and it's like you've got to do – I think it was like – I'm pretty sure it was like eight videos or some shit in two weeks. Um – and it's like has to be under twenty five minutes, has to be in this format, has to be sub- like it was just all this like mm-hmm. crazy shit. Anyway, um, so I'm trying to do like as much of it as I can on my own in my house yes. or like in the dressing room mm-hmm. or just like somewhere where no one can fucking see me. And um, one of the challenge, one of the things you had to do was record a lip sync song mm-hmm. to a song they gave you, right? Right. And me being a Gemini psychopath, I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it good and yes. like legit. So anyway. One Wednesday night after Drag Factory, mm-hmm. the court had shut and I had asked the manager and the lighting tech and the sound tech to stay behind to help me film something. Oh, <laughs> like, God. And they were like, okay, sure. So anyway, we shut the court, shut the doors, shut everything. Um, and then I said to the lighting guy, I was like, just do what you want. Like just, you know, hit the <laughs> lights, do whatever. Give me a disco ball, give me fucking whatever. Empty room, no audience to play off No, of. I'll show you the video after this. Like, you have to. Um, so anyway, I say to the sound and the lighting guy, I'm like, cool, here's the USB, put the track on. Mm-hmm. Um, I said to the manager, I was like, all the staff can keep cleaning up, but like, if possible, try not to get them to walk in the frame, right? Which would so have been anyway, pretty funny, but all right. I like toddle onto the stage. <laughs> the room is empty. The venue's closed. And then I say to the manager, I'm like, cool, 
hit record, music, hit record. And here's me lip syncing to this fucking song in the middle of the court beer garden <laughs> to nobody. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, and because I'm a psycho, I just want it in one take. Like I was like, I don't oh, want of course, any cuts. Yeah. I don't want mm-hmm. any, I was like, just give me one take. No other angles, just let's go. Just stand at the front of the fucking stage and shut up. So anyway, here's me recording. Anyway, I finished recording and then a couple of like the regulars mm. who sort of knew sort of what was going on, but didn't want to say anything, but obviously because you can't talk about it. Mm. Um, I then finish. He turns off the, the phone and then all of a sudden I hear cheering. <gasps> coming out of somewhere and I was like what the fuck anyway I look around and the beer garden door opens and there's like 20 of my friends and like regulars and shit all cheering and I was like this is so cute but also fuck off go away you're gonna get me in trouble um so that was quite funny and then um like you have to record like a getting ready you have to record Mm -hmm. like a snatch game you have to record like a QA. you have to record like all this bullshit and so like one Friday before like a show, mm. I went to the court at like 1 p.m., set up my tripod, and I was like, right, we're knocking this out. Let's go. Um, so anyway, did it all. And then that was the second week of November and then didn't hear anything for months. Jeez. Like all of November, Pride, all of December, New Year's, Christmas, all of Fringe. Mm. Mm. And then it wasn't until like the second or third week of January right, that I got a rejection email. And okay. it was like in Perth there was a few of us that auditioned and we all got the same Oh, email. yeah, yeah. Thanks for applying. Unfortunately, there have been a lot of applications this, this year and you have been thing. unsuccessful. Yeah, yes. yeah. We it, know the template. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was like all this waiting for three months. I've been like, <laughs> like anxiety mm. waking up every day to like, am I going to get the email? Yeah. Every time just, your phone vibrates, you just have to die. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and at this point, like everyone in Perth knows what's going on. Mm. And like, it's so hard not to, because like, even when like Scarlett got on season one, because mm-hmm. she used to work what, three, four nights a week. Yeah, and then she, and then she just fucking disappeared. Yeah. And everyone knew what was going on. So everyone was just like rocking up to like Drag Factory on a Wednesday in January being like, is Faye here? <laughs> like, you know, or like a Friday night would roll around. They're like, is Faye here tonight? Yeah. And then like obviously fringe shows were happening and they're like, everyone kept asking me like, are you in the fringe show? <laughs> pretending to be in the fringe show, but actually you're going to Drag Race? And oh I was like, God. no, I'm actually... In I'm the in fringe, fringe show. Come um, to Fringe. That's how I make money. Literally. And then we went to Adelaide and did Adelaide Fringe. Yeah. And same thing that everyone was like, oh, you're going to Adelaide Fringe, are you? And I'm like, <laughs> fucking yes. Um, yeah, disappointing there's no one from Perth. But obviously mm. shit happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully next season we get someone from Perth because yeah. Perth is so good. Perth is so good. Mm. Perth is so. very, very good. But I mean, it's a lot to attempt reapplying again and I mean I can't yeah. even with the list of things that you would have to redo I assume you can't just be like well can I just, just send my last video? application yeah. because it was lit <laughs> honestly and I was like um so yeah it's like and then um this season like I saw I think it was Gabriella one of the girls from this season were like they only got two and a half weeks to prepare for for it and it's mm. like it's crazy to think like they give you like 10 runways to prepare for in two and a half weeks yeah it's mental yeah. It's mental. It's yeah, like, which is why people, I think, the kind of the sideline is that it's kind of the budget American mm-hmm. version. Yeah, and like the for talk sure. that happens is that it was like, well, of course the talk is going to be around that because if you've only got a couple of weeks to get your shit together, then yeah, what we pull together is In, probably the budget version yeah. of America. Yeah. And it's hard, it's like the runways, I mean, this season they weren't too bad, but like some, imagine if you got 10 runways that were so specific mm. and you look at your wardrobe and you're like, I have fucking nothing. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. I can't imagine. But anyway, one day. One day. 
if I go missing in January. <laughs> You're like, I called it. Um, I'm just going to sit here and replay this episode. And honestly. Just <laughs> like, here we go. No, you'll get a cease and desist watch. It'll be. <laughs> oh, shit, I will too. Oh, no, you, you probably this, won't. This podcast where like cancelled. seven people listen to <laughs> You get like a bunch of lawyers just walk in here and arrest you and just like steal the laptop. They're like, right. The whole hen house gets like seasoned and desisted and I'm just like, oh, great, cool. I'm just going to go I'm home. Just go fuck myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's, All 100 episodes down. What do you think of Drag Race Down Under? I'm curious as a as a human in our world. Like what's your... What's <laughs> as your, a human in our world. <laughs> well, like I guess for us it's very different because like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously like I'm not a drag performer. Mm-hmm. I'm a musician. I'm a queer person. I just am existing in the space. But I'm often when it comes to drag and burlesque, the best thing that gets to happen is that on a drag or burlesque quote-unquote variety lineup, I get to be the variety person. Right, love that. <laughs> so I <laughs> get to stand in the wings and like gawk at these incredible performers that sure. I love and admire so much. Um, the TV show specifically, I haven't fallen like head over heels for sure. this particular format, yep. but not for like a want of not loving the queens themselves. Like um, Emil I've seen in Sydney perform – I probably have said that name wrong now that I'm thinking of it, but um, I've seen them perform in Sydney a whole bunch of times and I'm just like, this is incredible. Mm. This is so exciting that they get to be on this show and that so many other people got to on this show. And then I get like sad because I have like, I've seen these people perform at their peak and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I get all like, you know, what is like bake off about it and go give everybody a prize. Yeah, right. Uh, I get all kids bake off. <laughs> it's true that And like, it would be especially like, you put in all that time and money and effort and you go home first. Yeah, I couldn't I imagine. Die. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. And I think that like but I'm also a Gemini, so I have like that delusion of being like I'm not a drag performer, but if it was me, I would win immediately. All the time. Every time every week I watch that <laughs> I show. I don't even fucking do drag. <laughs> Honestly, I do drag. And even sometimes for me, I'm like, I would win this episode so easy. And then yeah. I'm like, actually I probably fucking won it because I'm a Gemini too. And I would they would RuPaul would walk in and be like, This is this week's challenge, and I would just burst into Cry, tears. Yeah. yeah, I would just be like, I quit. No, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. No. Thank you so much, but no, no. Mm, thank you so much, but this is mildly inconvenient yeah. for me and I'm just not going to hang around for it. Literally, you're like, oh, no. I can't do it. I will not do it. I shan't. I shall not. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think that like like a lot of people, I got, like I fell in love with like sections of like early seasons of like mm-hmm. America, like a lot, like a lot of people did. Yep. Um, because America came out because oh, I'm too young and I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't go to the clubs. Same. I was too young. Same. Um, for like season one, two, and three. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, season 15, yeah, just turned 18. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So at, at the beginning, it was like that was the main like exposure for I sure. had yep. to drag. Um, and then uh, I hate to, this is, this sounds just like I'm wrapping WA to the end, but I will say it anyway. Uh, but then I actually got to go out and see the live performers that we have here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is what it should be. Oh no. I like this. Yep. Uh-huh. I like this. I want to mm-hmm. be near this. I'm going to yep. like just change everything about like my career and my opera performing so that I can be close to Great. this all yeah, the time. For sure. Um, <laughs> so I don't, um, I still watch it. I still consume the content. Yeah, for sure. I still, <laughs> yeah, no. Like all, like all reality 100. TV, though, it's just like, I'm still going to eat. I'm eating the junk food. It's delicious and yeah. I'm going to keep eating it. Um, it just doesn't consume me. No, yeah. yeah sure. It doesn't like, I don't know, the satisfaction of like going to a live show mm-hmm. and seeing people perform or like the extra little gift that I get where I get to sometimes stand in the wings where people yeah. are doing it and mm-hmm. I just get to be like, mm. This is it. It's like a yeah. tastier, it's a tastier for sure. thing. For yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Sure. And I know that that's like 
I don't know if that's like a weird thing to say or if it's like probably not a unique experience for people. I don't know. Um, I feel, I mean, a lot of people that I've spoken to, like, because I, I get, I mean, I'm super lucky. I get to host some of the drag race mm-hmm. girls mm-hmm. when they come over. And um, it's so funny, like, being in a room full of, like, for example, Sasha and Anitra that came. Totally. That was at Metro's mm-hmm. in the city and that was 1,200 yes. people. And I have never done anything like that. I mean, like, I've done, like, Pride Street Party where there's, you know, mm. a million people on the street. You but say like, Metro's and 1,200 people and I go, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds l- awful. Literally. Like, and I remember walking out on stage and having such, like, a out-of-body experience mm. because, like, I've never, like, I, I went to Metro's a month or two ago and watched The Used, which is like my favourite screamo band ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the whole time I was in the crowd watching The Used, I was like, I'm going to be on that fucking stage in like three weeks. That's nuts. And it's fucking crazy. And like walking out on that stage and seeing like, because it's like, t- have you been to Metro's? Yeah, it's yeah. Like t- it's the tiered, tiered like the tiered weird levels, thing. yeah. And I remember just looking up and being like, shit, like this is mental. And so mm-hmm. many people were like, oh my God, we, we had no idea. Like Perth had such good drag queens. And I'm like... You have to almost like not roll your eyes at those, you, you know, do, like, yeah. and it's just like, it's so frustrating because in Perth, we are so blessed to have so many things happening every week. All the time. All the time. Like yeah. f- five nights a week, mm-hmm. you can go and see burlesque, drag, yes. performing art. Like mm. you can see. And at every level too. Like if you're not yep. somebody who needs like, um, I have photophobia. So like sometimes the flashy, flashy lights of the court yep. are just like cannot be sure. for me. But that's okay yep. because there's being gone on a Thursday night and there's this on a Friday yep. night and there's this on a freaking Wednesday night. There's stuff and every single night it's, for every level yep. of me. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, it's so funny that those people are like, oh, wow. We're like we actually really have things happening in Perth. And it's like, yeah, five nights a week, bitch. <laughs> and, like, it's the same thing. If you don't want to see, like, a hardcore drag show, yeah. you can go to a bingo or you can go to, like, the Flaming Galar on a Sunday yeah. or, like, the Bird or, like, even, like, the Moon Cafe. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just go anywhere. Yeah. And, like, like we do bingo in Frio on a Tuesday night or, like, Park so does cool. things on Sundays and, like, yeah. there's brunches. And, like, even if it's not drag, mm. just queer things. Queer arts queer happening. Queer arts yeah. are just everywhere in Perth. And it's so nice to educate people Mm. or like people will message me after the RuPaul's things and being like, Oh, like we really want to come see you. Like, where can we see you? And I'm like, that's nice. Look at out in Perth. Look at like, you know, all these different outlets Mm. for things because it's there. Yeah. And it's hard to like, I guess, balance that line of being like, are we supposed to be grateful to the franchise Mm. because they are opening people's minds up kind of sort of question mark. Um, without like, but then again, you have those experiences where people go, we didn't even know. And your instinct yeah. is to go like, how dare <laughs> you? Like, like, yeah, it's just fully <laughs> like, get the fuck out and never come back. But yeah. that's like being exclusionary, which is also not what sure. we're about. And you're just like, yep. ah, frustrating. Yeah. And I guess that's where drag and burlesque intertwine because mm. I feel like drag is so mainstream now that it's starting into drag and then it's sort of branching out into the burlesque and into like the DJ and into yeah. like the the queer artsy. And like, into circus. Oh my god! And into circus, yeah. <laughs> yes, so now you've also got to get on a hoop. <laughs> so can I tell you a funny story? Do we have yes. time? I'm like, got, I'm talking. Yeah. Stuff. Go, so go, go. you're um, going. You're talking so quickly that we can have seven more stories. Right. So um, do you know? <laughs> you have to listen at half speed. <laughs> They're like slow down. Yeah, um, we're um on the podcast last week. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, Jess, this week. Jess from Yuck Circus. Yes. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but I'm going to anyway. So Jessica, who runs, I think she runs, or she's like one of the. Oh, she's just in Yuck Circus anyway. So she used to be my year twelve drama teacher. Shut up, that's so right? good. And like, I was like the queer kid, like the weird, the only one. I was I literally <laughs> year twelve drama. How could you be the only queer honestly, kid in the room? <laughs> um, yeah, I was the only queer person in my whole high school, pretty much. That was mm-hmm. out openly, which is fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm fine about it. I had a really nice time. (laughs) That's another story. Um, Anyway, so then uh, we did high school. I did high school. She was my teacher. And, like, Jess was so nurturing and so lovely. And I remember 
when I graduated, I was like, I'm never fucking going back to this school again. I'm never seeing any of these fucking assholes. You know, like Catholic mm-hmm. school. Yes. The whole thing before marriage equality, the whole thing. What Catholic school? Uh, I went to Seton Catholic College. Ah, oh, terrible. Fantastic. Horrible. Um, anyway, so Jess was like maybe one of like three teachers who was like really cool, really chill, really mm. nurturing, like would always make sure I was okay because obviously she can't smack a kid for bullying me, right? But like Jess was always really supportive. Anyway, fast forward to like five or six years later, I was doing my first fringe mm. and I was at the artist bar and I was, because I don't know if you, well, back then it, in the artist bar, they, every Friday and Saturday night, they'd have like a feature yeah. act in the middle of the artist bar. And I remember just sitting there watching at the time, I think it was Yuck Circus or one of the circus performers. And I was like, I fucking know that person. <laughs> and I couldn't pick where I knew her from because yep. obviously she was all done up, makeup, wig, the mm-hmm. whole thing. And I was like, and I was in drag and I was like, I fucking know that woman. I was like, I know that fucking person. Anyway, so I went up to her and I was like, this is so weird, but I know you. And she was like, yeah, I fucking know you too. And then we just like reconnected after all these years. Oh, cool. And she was like, yeah, like I'm super queer. And I was like, I'm super queer. And like, we just like shared this beautiful moment. And so now I have such a love for, Mm. not that I didn't love circus before, but like dragon circus would never. Yes. Yeah, they were touching. Yeah. And same as burlesque. I feel like like back in like the early 2000s. The things that Carl Chaos slash Alexis Armstrong oh. has done for the community. Honestly. Burlesque, circus, drag, oh. all three. Even like Sugar and like yeah. Matthew and just all of them. Like even Veruca. Like oh, yes. all of, so many burly humans. Even um, Veruca. <laughs> even Veruca. I oh, know, but you know, like. No, I'm um, just saying that because she'll listen and now everybody has to drink. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like back in those days, I feel like drag and all the different worlds never really entwined. Whereas now they're so interconnected, which is so lovely. We're almost yeah. like stronger. Mm. as a community and like all the burly humans come to the drag shows and all the drag humans go to the burly stuff yeah. and it's all very intertwined which is so beautiful um but yeah. all intertwined and connected because of gayness by the way which is yeah not because that of out anything there. else just because of the gay because of the gay agenda yeah the gay agender is <laughs> intertwinedness Inter- intertwined 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 twin intertwined intertwined joined <laughs> <laughs> Joined and locked. Um, but anyway, so anyway, where I was going with that was it's so nice to have a community where like mm. we can reconnect with all of our people from so long ago. Because, yeah, it's it's like Perth is so small, then Perth queer community is very small. Mm. Then Perth queer performing community is even smaller. Yeah. So like we're all just on top of each other, which is great. Which is fantastic I and sweaty it. and good. Um Please. I wonder if there's like this element, a subconscious element of like, okay, well, if that's mainstream, then I'm going to also do burlesque. Okay, well, if that's mainstream, then now I'm also in doing, mm-hmm. I'm in the air. And it's like, okay, I'm going to um, keep doing stuff and keep like challenging our audiences like a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit sure. more to be like come in on this journey with us. In the meantime, we're like, mm. well, no, and now I'm going to host a sip and paint because I've got to go back and got to go back and collect those girlies and bring them back with us. I do. I must say I do hate a paint and sip. <laughs> I fucking, the bane of my existence is a hen's party. Yeah. I would rather die than do a hen's party, but. Explain. Tell I, tell all of the white ladies listening what they've done wrong. No, it's not even that. My fa- My biggest. <laughs> 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 my biggest like qualm with a he- qual- is the qualm I want. Qualm? My biggest hatred for mm-hmm. a hen's party, and any drag queen or any performer can relate to this. When you perform at a hen's party, you're like the one thing that you need. I could perform on grass. I could perform on fucking Lego. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. As long as the music is loud, yes. I can do anything, you know, mm-hmm. like as long as you can't hear me breathing. Can you breathing or like 
the clip clopping of the shoes. Yeah. As long as the music's loud, I couldn't give a flying fuck if I'm mm-hmm. in the sun, in the rain. You know, like I can, I'm like, as long as the music's loud, I'm in the, I'm in the illusion. Yeah. They're all Not in the illusion. Not just somebody holding a sonos speaker being so like, So this is the thing. So when, <laughs> so many times I've, I've booked hens parties and I'm mm-hmm. like, I literally say to them, I'm like, my only fucking request is loud music. Mm. I'm like, it's a very simple request. I just want loud music. Yeah. And so many times I've rocked up to a fucking hands party and they've got those like Coke can Yui booms. And I walk in and I'm like, I just want to kill myself. (laughs) So like I did one on Saturday. And um, honestly, I would rather die than do a hands party. Just came from one. one Just fucking got one on Saturday. And the girl was like, I promise the music is so loud. Like they had booked like one of those, you know, there's like um, spaces like in like a warehouse district where it's just like a blank oh, space. So it's just a huge cavernous yeah. space. Yeah, cool. And they have to like, you know, hire Fill things. It. Anyway, so she's like, yep, <clears throat> so loud. The venue has speakers and we've hooked up our phone to the speakers. It's super loud. I went in there today. I tested your music. It's all oh, good. ideal client. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, like paying cash, mm-hmm. loud music. Um, Don't tell the ATO. Yeah. N- <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, just like I was like, this is gonna be a cakewalk. Anyway, whirl in. I'm I'm greeted at the front door by the client mm-hmm. before I go in. And she's like, So, um, bit of bad news. And I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, um, the speakers actually don't work. And we didn't know till we got here. But she was like, Don't worry, I've bought my own speaker from home. And I was like, Aww. I already know where this is going. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, okay. We're here now. Let's go. Anyway, so I'm standing like at the door waiting to go into the space. And then I hear my track starting and it is so quiet, like, like stupid quiet. You can like hear people like rustling for like Mm -mm. potato chips at the food table Mm -mm. and like pouring drinks. And so I like, I'm like, it started. I've got to do it anyway. So well around the corner and I shit you not like not even a normal Coke can, like a mini Coke can, oh. YouTube fucking speaker. And I'm like... Google Chromecast Honestly, the I was like, what in the fucking, I don't even know, like cigarette packet looking thing. Anyway, so I'm just like, okay, so I picked up this speaker, mm-hmm. walked it over, gave it to the hen and was like, hold this. <laughs> and just danced around <laughs> her because I was like, well, she's the only one that's important. Fuck mm-hmm. all the guests. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So that's like, and in hindsight, like Sassy's really good. You obviously know yes, Sassy. Yeah. So she has her own. She doesn't speaker. know me though. Oh, that's all right. Just from a corner. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so that's like really, really no, that's fine. creepy. Um, it's right. She's a bitch anyway. No, love it. Um, <laughs> she brings her own like big speaker mm, to hands parties, and I'm like, I should just do that. But also, also like, then you have to bring more stuff. Yeah, so Don't bring enough stuff. Um, so any straight white lady who's having a hands party and wants to book a drag queen, mm-hmm. get a fucking big speaker. Yeah, please. For the love of fuck. Because mm. nothing pulls you out of a performance of any kind if the music isn't loud. I think that maybe is the bit that people don't understand is mm. that for like drag and for burlesque, like you need loud music and people sort of go, yeah, yeah, you need loud music. It's like, no, no, no. We want to like almost assault you so that the yeah. only thing that you can focus on is the performance. Yep, for sure. And you can't hear like shoes and you don't hear the tear of the Velcro as the corset comes off. Like you don't hear those hear elements. Yeah. It's just about like the visual extravaganza-ness yeah. of the thing. And a lot of, I find like a lot of burlesque performers, I mean, I could be wrong, but a lot of burlesque that I've seen, you almost like rely on those little like ticks in the music because that's when you like hit something. Yes, 100%. And like, you know, like little mm-hmm. like um, like drum snares or like, you know, little like guitar things. And mm. like, that's like your mental, not only your mental cue to like start 
a sequence, but it's also like it makes sense when you're like taking a glove off and there's like a little like crescendo That's in the in music. That's in circus too. Like every time that yeah. I've written music for circus performance, mm-hmm. it's like I need to know like it's not about what beat does this happen on, what bar, what time signature. It's all just about like where's this climactic moment yep. so that I can do this thing here. Yeah, it, and, and that's it's like, like when the yeah. music is very quiet, mm. it just kills it. Yep. So yeah, hear it. that's my that's my one thing. That's why I love performing in nightclubs because I'm like, You'll everything could go me. wrong, yeah. but the music's really loud, mm. and I'm like, so it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I have a similar thing with microphone cord lengths. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a pet peeve. No, mine, sure. But I've had like so many performances where I'll just be like, I'll bring my own. I own mm. it. I will bring my own. Yep. It will be fine. I'd prefer a wireless microphone, but. Obviously, I understand, but I will bring my own if you just, you just have to tell me. Yeah, You need sure. me to bring my own because I'm not just like bringing it around. It's no. heavy and it's expensive. Um, the amount of times I've shown up and they've been like, here it is. And then they'll like pull on it and it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like a 30 centimeter ruler. And you're <laughs> it's like, a 30 mm. centimeter ruler. And I'm like, well, I start off stage and have to sing immediately. So that's now <laughs> impossible. <laughs> You've just uh, like thrown the entire game off. But I guess yeah. I'll just change my whole act for you. Yeah, you're like, right great, now. here we go. Yeah. They just don't, I feel like they just don't know. It's like, uh. Yeah. And they're not supposed to know. That's the down bit too, oh. is that they're technically it's like, well, you're the audience hiring the True. hiring Performer. the circus monkey. So like yes. we're supposed to be the one that knows. The dance monkey, dance monkey. Mm. Uh-oh. It's a hard life. Oh, it's a hard life. <laughs> For us, it's a hard Honestly. life. For us. Um, I don't know where I was going now, but now I'm just going to recite Annie. That's fine. I'm that's a musical theatre kid. I get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm there with you. What musical? As in my favourite? Oh, it, yeah, sure. I don't know where uh, I was going with that. So let's say yes. I'm going to – I have two mm-hmm. because I have like my like – cliche answer and then I have my own answer mm. so like my cliche answer, my cliche answer is wicked because mm. mm-hmm. gay mm-hmm. wizard of oz gay mm-hmm. um yeah wicked is one of those ones where like it just every time I see it I just cry yeah. you know like I just laugh I cry and I just want to be I just want to like go home paint myself green and just jump off my roof with a broomstick you yes. know like you know you get it Ooh, ah, ah. Yeah. yeah um yeah wicked is definitely a big one I also love like phantom yeah Okay. I do love Phantom. Um, I, I love every musical. The only musical I watched and I didn't like was Cats. I just can't get into it. I can't get into it either, mainly because I don't know what the plot is. That, I, I never understand what the plot is. I'm just like, so it's a bunch of introductory songs and then a death. Yeah. Spoilers. Oh, um, yeah, I love every musical. I love. I didn't love Hamilton when I first watched it, but it's definitely grown on me. Um, I love Sweeney Todd. I, everything. Mm-hmm. I love any and all musicals. Um, Do you remember what the first one you saw was? I mean, I grew. I mean, it's not really a musical, but like, yeah. I, I grew up with Little Mermaid. That's like that's my a musical. Yeah, that's like my. It's got three songs. Yeah, Little Mermaid is like my youngest memory I have mm-hmm. with my family. So that will always and like my mum, like that'll always be like mm. my one. Um, God, yeah. I mean, my mum always used to take me whenever there was musicals, like, at Crown because she mm. was like, he's gay, he loves musicals, and I love <laughs> musicals too. So, like, we would just go and, like, you know, like, my sister and my dad would, like, go to the football. Oh, my God. And then, like, me and my mum would go watch musicals <laughs> and then we'd, like, meet up for dinner and me and mum, like, sobbing. <laughs> so, so, like, your dad and your sister also sobbing but for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, literally, like, yeah. my yeah, my, my dad and my sister would go to the football. Amazing. Every week. And me and mum would stay home and watch When it was musicals. called Subiaco Oval. Yeah. Subiaco Oval, yeah. <laughs> Even like, even not like, not really musicals, but like the old school like movies, like um, like Steel Magnolias, and mm. like even like um, Fried Green Tomatoes at a Whistle Stop Cafe. 
My mum used that's to love such that. such a specific reference. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, and like my mum loved like Elvis. So I always okay. grew, mm-hmm. grew up around music mm. and like Prince. She fucking loves Prince. Um, and Madonna. Mm. She, you know, like all, the, all like the big goldies. Uh, oldies. Um, goldies. You said gold, goldies. goldies. <laughs> I'm sure you said goldies. Um, I actually took mum to see the Whitney Houston movie recently, that new oh, one that yay. came out. And she just cried the whole fucking yeah. time. She's a Gemini too. <laughs> we get it. Honestly. The girls yeah. who do, you do. Je- you're, you're, you're a Gemini? Are you May or June Gemini? I'm a May Gemini. So we're even worse. Mm. See, May Gemini's a psycho, whereas June Gemini's are like internal. My mum's a June Gemini. <gasps> so is my mum. Oh! We're the same person. So yeah, <laughs> me and mum, do you this and your mum fight? Do you just fight all the time? Like me and mum fight like- My mum listens to this podcast. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Like so my mum will too, but like me and mum fight like nothing else. And then literally a second later, we're like, I love you. I love you. And then we cry. <laughs> so it's it's lovely. Whereas, yeah. Yeah, same as you guys. Yeah, you're like I can't say yes or no, but I'm silently no, nodding. No, I mean my my mum is uh, gets like has this incredible like space now, which she like gets to like raise chickens and lambs and like does all this incredible Amazing. work like on like a farm, which is incredible. So I think that like that is she's so busy with that. Sure. That oh, we don't have time to argue, true. <laughs> which true. is great. That's true. Yeah, uh, my family. I always say like my life is like my big fat Greek wedding, funny mixed with like everybody loves Raymond. So like we are so close, it's like horrible. It's and like just, yeah. I um I moved out of home and I'm I live three minutes away from my mum. No. Like three like literally like three minutes. And even t- that's too much. Like she's like, there's a main road between us because there's like stock road between Aww. us. And she's like, there's a main road between us. So I couldn't even walk to your house because there's a main road. There's that's no really footpath. And I'm like, Mom, Jesus Christ. And like I made the mistake of giving my mum a key to my house. So mm. like I'll come home and like you know, wog, wog life. Yeah. Like she'll clean the house and not tell me. Or like no. she'll, one time when I went to Adelaide for Adelaide Fringe actually, um, she went to my house and cleaned and she would send me pictures of her in my wigs. <laughs> like, like, or like I'd get stuff in the mail That's and great. and like I would obviously leave them in boxes because mm-hmm. I was away. And she, um, like I have this like really fucking expensive, um, like Terry Mugler, um, like yeah, replica, yeah, yeah. I, I remember thing. you got it for season four of Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, there's a picture of her in it or trying to get into it. And she's like, it actually suits me. Maybe I'll wear it to the Proud Awards. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, mum, that costume cost me more than my fucking mortgage. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. You can't go to the Proud Awards, mum. I'm uh, canceling Yeah, you. so my mum's very much an honorary drag queen. Hell yeah. And we love her. She's good. She's a good egg. So, <laughs> That's awesome. She's crazy. Um. I think that that like says a lot about like phase music choices and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like we just learn a lot about that, which is very exciting and cool. When it comes to doing like the hens and stuff, will you, do you send like, you're like, here's my set list of choices. Here you go. Or you're like, I'm coming and I'm doing this. It's from sun-dried green tomatoes. And Star, a imagine, funny hill. Um, but, I mean, I definitely have like my sun-dried hens. Sun-dried green tomatoes. That's, that's a whole I, knew, new I knew what you meant. I was trying to make a joke and then I said, and I realized that people would, Hate that I've said that. Okay, cool. Never mind. Anyway, we'll cut it out. Um, no, I won't. No, you won't. Um, <laughs> I have, I mean, I have like, I always give the option. I'm yeah. like, if the hen has a specific artist or song that she likes, mm-hmm. I can try my best. Yeah. But um, most of the time I'm like, it is what it is. And mm. it's like a mashup of uh, I'm a dancer somebody and man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's staple. That's what they want. Staple. That's what they want to say. That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same costume, same wig, same. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. But drag is expensive. Like it I'm is. not wearing my expensive shit to a fucking. No, it's with your mum. Your expensive clothes with your mum. Yeah. Like, you my you mom can't even them. access your stuff. No, she's got under lock and coup. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it depends. It, it, it Drag is very much dependent. It'd be similar to like circus and burlesque, I suppose, mm-hmm. where depending on the venue, depends on what you wear. 
Yes, and depending totally. on how long you're going to be in drag or in mm-hmm. costume or mm-hmm. in the venue mm-hmm. also depends as well. Yeah. Because, like, if you're if you're just, like, mingling, you're definitely not going to wear anything too crazy mm. because it's it's annoying. Whereas if you're just doing a spot number, you can wear something hectic because it's only, like, three or four minutes in yeah. it. You know? Yeah. And then if you're hosting, it's different and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. And I think that's something that you have to – like, I know when I first started drag, I was very much like, I need to wear all my big expensive shit all the time. Mm. And then you're like – when you're – like, for example, Connections Nightclub, you do a show at one in the morning. Yes. So it's like I'm not going to wear my most expensive shit before the show, because I'm upstairs on the terrace, people are smoking, people are drinking, mm-hmm. you can get something thrown on you, you get some, like, I've been in, I've been at Connections Nightclub wearing, like, a custom-made outfit, and someone with a cigarette has not, like, it wasn't on purpose. Just, no, like, it put, was. Oh, surely. <laughs> put their cigarette down, and it burnt a hole through my costume, through no. my stockings. So now I'm like, I don't wear anything fucking expensive Mm-mm. if I don't have to. Mm. You know, it's like... It's really upsetting. I was so fucking mad. I was like, why is my leg on fire? Look Mm. down. (laughs) It's like a... Yeah. Not through the tights. uh, Not through the tights. Drag tights. Not through the tights. They're so thick and so uncomfortable and there's six pairs on and it's just like, I can't do it. Although I... A ballet boutique um, in... Dinella, I think they are. Mm. They do like the really hectic fishnet stockings, like the oh, easier cool. ones. Okay. And they are like bulletproof. Like they, or, you know, but like. Not cigarette proof, apparently. No, but. <laughs> yeah, they are like heavy, <laughs> like they're like the Capizio ones. Oh, and nice. Like yeah, the, yeah. the double strength ones. And mm. they are. It's because they're for calisthenics. Yeah, yeah. They are lit. And every time I, I buy them like once every six months and they get flogged, but they last forever. <laughs> so if anyone listening, if you're in the market, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> um, Belly Boutique, do the heavy-duty Capizio hectic fishnets. Yeah. You you stand fish- up to everything except a cigarette. Honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think I wore fishnets back then, but now I do because it makes you feel like a showgirl. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you were a fishnet and you're like, I am Kylie Minogue. Yeah. I'm the only one uh, that's ever hello. been. Yeah. Yeah, fishnets make me feel like a girl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they make me feel fishnets are like the equivalent of like having a PhD for me. Oh, like, totally. I put on a fishnet and I'm like, I've got my life together. Mm. You know, like I am yeah. I am a, an actual showgirl. Yeah, because it's like the most, I don't think there is a more pointless piece of fabric than a fishnet. Because it's like, they're not stockings. They're not here to nope. like hide anything, nope. smooth anything out or keep you warm. They are entirely aesthetic. pointless. Yep. And aesthetic based on, oh, do I have leg? I've actually looked more naked now that yes. I've put clothes on. It's yep. very funny. I love a fishnet. And like a black fishnet? No, it's got to be a nude one. Mm, like a nude fishnet. A nude fishnet. I, uh, that is such a specific brand of person yeah and you can you can separate the girls from the women (laughs) (laughs) you know i love a red fishnet i i love a fishnet in general Mm. i love a fishnet like you know like those like really ugly like fluoro pink ones that you get from spotlight Mm -hmm. i'm like love those they're great (laughs) love those yeah black fishnets like you're a little bit saucy but fishnets are like the staple of the burlesque community and new to the drag. (laughs) i do love it yeah every time i see a burlesque performing a fishnet i'm like thank you for coming to work today have you ever seen like have ever like wanted to kill the person who wears a rhinestone fishnet? I I used to wear them, but they're too impractical. It's not even the impracticality. I just know people who rhinestone them themselves. Oh, I'm I would like, never do that. Who the fuck are you? Who has the patience? If I've put my life together by putting on a pair of fishnets, then what are you mm-hmm. leaning over a piece of cardboard that you had to put in between to rhinestone yep. this? How dare you? Just go on AliExpress and just buy them. I mean, not that I'm condoning, you know, child labor, but. <laughs> You know, but it's like... They wrote condones child labour on this episode of WAX. Oh, <laughs> honestly, the amount of times I've... Anyway, that's another story for another time. <laughs> and that another time does have to come at some point because I have to stop recording. I know, two like, psycho Gemini's. <laughs> like, it's only an hour. Next minute. It's only an hour later. and it's just been like, well, this is the thing. I think we've covered seven hours worth of topic Yikes. in an hour, which is fantastic. Very good. Um, do you want to plug 
like yourself and or socials, etc. Sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Ferocious. Um, I have events four nights, four or five nights a week mm-hmm. in my link tree because now I have one of those because <laughs> yep. I'm an adult. The free um, version or did you pay for your link I don't fucking, No, free. <laughs> uh, free version of Linktreed. 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 Um, on my Instagram bio. Um, I'm at the court every Wednesday and Friday. Um, yeah. Every, I'm everywhere. I'm like I'm like COVID. I'm She's every, every woman. Uh, it's oh, all in me. Banger. And where can we find you? Tell her, plug you. <laughs> hey, this is your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> on this show <laughs> consistently. Plug recording you. all the time. Um, but thank you for having me. I've had the best time. This has been so it's much been so fun. Good. You'll find all of Faye's links in our show notes. And as always, if you like this podcast, right, review, subscribe, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or you can email us, waexposepod at gmail.com for questions to our guests. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose.